of raving fans. And not only can the newsletter self-sustain itself uh, through sponsorships and ad placements and affiliate commissions, it, it will build a huge engaged audience, way more than what Facebook or anything else could do. Hey everyone, this is Norm Farrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce, almost said Amazon, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Amazon Essentials in 2023. What are some of the strategies? Where is AI heading? And what's on the horizon for Amazon in the future? All right, welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, uh, today we're going to be talking about the Amazon Essentials in 2023. Our guest is a buddy of mine, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of things. But what is it called? GA4, we're going to be talking about Amazon. We're going to be talking about FedNow. You might know my buddy uh, from Freedom Ticket or Helium 10 Masterminds or his own uh, event called BDSS. So we'll be talking a little bit about that as well. But you know him. He's been on here, I think, the most six, seven, eight times. Anyways, it's Kevin King, and we'll get to him shortly. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Shergo Marketing. Ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram? Shergo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With Shergo Marketing, you can build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome, Kevin King. What's up, Mr. Ferrar? The, the, the two Ferrars. What's up, guys? Long time no see. Yep. Two, two F words. <laughs> two F words. I, I know. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm alive and kicking. Just uh, waking, getting up, recovering from a, a cool party last night and some cigars with you. Yeah. And that's why I can't talk right now, by the way. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> we, and, you know, and that was just sir. day one. That was just day one. We still have two more days of the event. So uh, we're just getting warmed up. Another party tonight, tonight uh, another one, uh, Tomorrow night, so uh, it's nonstop, isn't it? I'm an old guy, and you did this to me, by the way. Like, <laughs> I can't even talk right now because of these bloody cigars, which I'm not complaining about. But uh, yesterday, now we went out, we had a lot of fun. Uh, you uh, had a party, and it was uh, it was a party of parties. Oh, here you go, Kelsey. Kelsey, okay, he's doing something. <laughs> And, oh, there's a Coke in the fridge, by the way. <laughs> uh, I can't believe. Usually he's like, you know, 100 miles away. But today he's right there. He's still not doing his job. <laughs> oh, you miss Connie. Connie can't bring you the uh, the coffee. Exactly. See, Connie would bring me my, my coffee. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so this was really cool. You had this concept, um, which was a carnival. Like it, it was really, you know, there was a what, how many, 40, 50 performers? Yeah, we had 36 performers and a, and a live and a live carnival band. Fortune tellers, uh, tattoos, coins, 
uh, it, it was really, it was something else. Uh, so yeah, I, I never really, uh, well, yeah, I said, oh, you know, that was pretty cool, but it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it turned out well. We had about 380 people uh, yeah. there, I think is what uh, scanned in uh, on the uh, on the on the barcode uh, thing. So it was a, it was a really good, uh, really good turnout. And uh, like you said, you know, there, you go to a lot of these events, you and I go to a lot of these events and sometimes the event hosts a party like Celicon's hosting a party tonight, which is always cool. And then sometimes, you know, Brandon Young and a few other people are kind of known for actually throwing kind of like a satellite party at Prosper or at some other right. events. And so when this event uh, popped up, uh, you know, it's right in my backyard. I live two blocks away from the hotel, basically. Um, I, I asked the organizers, uh, Matt and Mike, I said, hey, can uh, you guys it'd be okay if I threw a party one night? Uh, they're like, yeah, sure, it'd be okay. And so I decided to do it. Then I, when I was talking with Mark, who helps me produce like the Billion Dollar Seller Summit and several of my other events, uh, I was like, want to do this you want to help organize it it's like yeah sure and i said he's like what do you want to do i said well something kind of cool we can come out think out of the box a little bit and not just have the normal networking event where you go and you have some drinks and maybe a little bit of hors d'oeuvres and so uh that's what we uh, came up with and he came up he's like i know this uh this uh couple ideas here in austin how about like a little carnival theme and so that's what we did. We had 36 entertainers that were like stations throughout the uh, the club. We decorated this whole club up, uh, really really cool. And when you walked in, you got a little bag of coins, which could either get you drinks or you could go and uh, gamble with a little gambling tent, or go and do different things to actually get more coins. Like like you said, there's a fortune teller and aerialist and uh, just uh, flamethrowers, jugglers, magicians, just a whole bunch of uh, different type of stuff. We had tattoo stations, temporary tattoo stations, and Puka Lounge, cigars, of course, uh, strongman, a uh, whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of uh, stuff, and uh, I think it. Uh, I think people really, for the most part, really enjoyed it. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, I know we're going down this rabbit hole, but this is the part of the events that I really like. Like there is education component of it, right? But the uh, getting together with people, learning about, like I, I met so many new people here. Uh, oh, just over the last day, it's been incredible. But the next level, bringing it to the next level, level is going out to an event and sitting down well, with me. I like a cigar here and there or, you know, sitting around eating. But this is where you meet and you get to build up new, strong relationships. And yeah. you know what? This is something. I don't know if you noticed this last night because you were just, you know, walking. You ignored me completely, but you were walking around to everybody, talking to them, not me, but talking to them. Well, I see <laughs> but, you all the time. I got, I got to host a party. I got to be, I got to be the social. I know. Guy. I know. Um, I was just used to my buddy sitting down for you know <laughs> a couple hours and having a cigar with me. But um, no, what what was important, like what I think, sums everything up is being able to go sit down with somebody that you don't know or a bunch of people. At the end of the day, you have a number or contact information to contact them and do something or just stay in touch. And, and that's that's always been really important to me. That's that's our goal. But then Kelsey's goal is to actually, uh, I think, a little bit different, you know, because yeah, uh, our, our goal is to actually make business connections and make, you know, and to, to build relationships and further bonds. But uh, I think Kelsey, uh, you know, he, he was he was the hit there. Uh, he, get, he wants other relations. Get, 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 getting yeah, other types of relations. Uh, I know. Is he, is he turning red yet? Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. He he was the hit of a couple. Of, I was backstage uh, in the you know because I was all dressed up. I was in the the dressing area, and a couple of the 
the performers were like asking who that guy at the picnic table over there was. Well, they were asking about me. No, no, they said the oh, younger guy. They yeah. said the younger guy was a little bit of muscle. Oh uh, yeah. When I saw him hold the uh, hold the uh, little weight thing, the little contest or something, yeah. and that. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so let's talk about a few things. We got a. If you do have, I know usually when Kevin's on, we get a bunch of questions. So um, we're going to go down a few paths today. Um, not just Amazon specific, but uh, we're going to be talking about the Fed, uh, G4, and we're going to be talking about Amazon. So for very first thing, anything new that you see coming Amazon's way or what Amazon's doing? Well, I think one of the big news this week you just uh, saw is that uh, Seller X and uh, Elevate Brands, two of the big aggregators, just merged. Yeah. Uh, and, and after they merged, it was announced uh, that, well, I guess in the announcement, that they actually got additional funding. So the original, it wasn't just a merge, uh, but the, the original investors and in Sellers X actually put in another 60-some-odd million dollars uh, of funding. Wow. To, to, so uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, that, is this aggregator space dead? Is it too late to sell your business? And I think that may be an indication that um, there's still a, a lot of opportunity out there. Um, and a lot of people have been saying, you know, with all the, the aggregators have pulled back, you don't see them sponsoring as many events. You don't see them out there as much. And some of them have, have put a pause on on hiring. Uh, I'm sorry, on on well, yeah, on hiring and on buying. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I just talked to Scott Dietz from a Northbound Group uh few days ago I interviewed him for the AMPM podcast and and we were just talking about is it is this a good time to sell I guess multiples are down you know nobody's buying he said no this is actually a good if you're a solid business this is a good time to sell if you're a one-shot wonder you know they got a 6x uh last year or the year before no this is not a good time for you but if you have a solid core business with a good brand there's still lots of money out there and people wanting to buy and he, he's like, even in a downturn with interest rates higher right now, yeah, it's a little bit more restricted, uh, a little bit more challenging in, in some ways. But but he, but now is the time to be preparing to actually exit. So if you're if you're thinking about exiting, or you're you're you and you should be uh, in most cases, that's where you're going to get a lot of your money, uh, not from running your business, but from exiting it. Now is the time to start preparing because usually it takes. It's not a lot of people think. Well, I, they wake up one day and they think, well, I'm going to sell my business, uh, and uh, you know. Take me about thirty days or so, and uh, you know, then I'll be in the clear. Uh, but that's not the way it works. It usually, you know, like the guys at Helium Ten, it took eighteen months yeah. uh, from the day they started the process until they actually got that uh, check. And a lot of times, it takes a while, and especially if you're going to maximize that that the exit uh, and and try to get the most bang for the buck. There's a lot of things you got to do, and working with someone like Northbound or a, a broker, whoever whoever it may be, can really help you take that and add hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to your exit by just doing some things right and taking that time to get all the ducks in a row and everything lined up. It's called due diligence. Yep. And it's a pain. I, I know when I've been trying to sell or selling companies, the very first time it, it, I had to do this, and I thought, oh, this is so easy, right? No. And in fact, it fell through. So I spent... This is... You know what? This is a really great topic because... When you go and you sell your company, I'm so you get this offer and you know you get this letter of intent and everything's everything's cool. You're happy. You're doing the happy dance. That's the beginning. Like that's white belt, and now you got to reach black belt. <laughs> and they want everything. And if you don't disclose certain things, 
uh, it can come back to bite you big time. Uh, maybe you haven't been filing any sales tax. And you're not talking, I'm not talking to Amazon, but let's say you're on Shopify and you haven't been selling any sales tax or you don't have the proper records. I mean, the more you can do, and we, we've talked about this, about accounting, proper accounting, not receipts in a shoebox, you know, and, and just making sure all your ducks are in a row. Like you said, um, it's, it's, if you have it and you can just put it on a silver platter, you'll save a lot of time. I spent almost six months prepping and it, it didn't go through uh, for this one uh, company. But the other, the other thing that you're, uh, oh, I just lost track. I'm old. What was I going to say? Oh, God, I forget. Oh, I know what it is. Here, I see. Sometimes the thoughts come back. But uh, I got yeah, to stop eating kale. That's what we that, learned that's yesterday. What it is. We, we learned <laughs> yesterday you can't eat kale. But um, it's taking your eye off the ball. So that's six months. It's like. Sometimes, you know, if, if you want to sue somebody and you're going to court and the one reason I don't go down that path is because you have, you take your eye off the ball and you fill yourself with negative thoughts. If somebody's going to screw me over, all right, they screwed me over. I'm not doing business with them anymore. Same thing with this. If you have to prep for six months, you're taking the eye off the ball of your business. And that could actually be the reason why the business doesn't get uh, purchased. Now, this is something. Yeah, it's a, like you said, it's like a part-time job. I mean, a lot it of people is. don't realize when you sell, you're running your business and you got to keep it going because <clears throat> if you take your eye off the ball, like you said, that's going to hurt your valuation. You got to keep acting <clears throat> as normal. And then on the side, you're doing all this due diligence and, 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 coming up with all these documents and getting all your uh, financials in order, but it's more than just financials. It's, it goes down to like every single picture on your Amazon listing. You need to prove that you own the rights to that. Uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of things and you may not have that. You're like, I just had some dude on Fiverr do it. I don't, uh, yeah. or, or whatever. You're going to have to go and either track that stuff down or get that. Cause most, most people in, in, in uh, due diligence are going to want to cover CYA, cover their ass really, really good. On, on every single little detail and that that a lot of people they they get into this and they don't realize how much actually work it is to sell yeah website compliance yep. do you have your terms of service there do you have a refund policy do you have the currency on there's so many little things that they have to dig back on i think one of the major ones is tax but was there ever a, th a thought of a lawsuit you know, and if that lawsuit ever comes down the pipeline, you're dead. But as long as you acknowledge that, oh, yeah, there was somebody that said uh, their pet swallowed this product because this did happen. This pet uh, swallowed mm -hmm. their product and they actually contacted me in Costa Rica. And I thought, OK, here comes a lawsuit. But if I didn't disclose that, that, oh, yeah, there was this guy that's that called me up, called Amazon to get my other number. This is a true story. They called Amazon because the number that I had went to a voicemail and then they said it wasn't working. How do I get them? Amazon actually gave them a secondary contact number for me. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. So something as simple as that, if you don't disclose it um, and that, that guy came back and sued, guess what? <laughs> yep. There goes your, uh, your earnout. Yeah. But uh Anyways, I, I think it's so important that we're starting to see this come back. Just over the last 
two weeks. Yeah. Three new, um, not new, but uh, well, one is Brian Spank new, but the other two were uh, newer uh, aggregators with different business models. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good match. Yeah, a good, it's a good match, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that happening. Uh, you're yeah. seeing a lot more announcements about about that uh, in the coming uh, weeks and months. Well, I always I, like I don't know if it's going to happen this time around or next time around, but people are building brands and they're not just taking a brand and trying to you know have a one hit wonder. They're actually building brands. So a lot of companies are putting the money into the brand, building out the brand, going wide on the brand. And at the end of the day, you're not making a profit. It's the old, you know, a lot of these tech companies, they don't see the money up front or subscription companies. You don't see the money right up front. But over time, you build out that brand and it's ready to explode. And aggregators up to this point have never looked at that model where they're buying the brand for the, like, they see the brand kind of blooming and ready to explode. They don't, they run from that model. And you're, you're actually, that's a, a good point. People always like, when's the best time to sell? And that you always want to sell when you're on the, when there's, when you're on the rise, you never want to sell when you're flattened out or when you're on the downturn. And any prospective buyer is actually always going to want to look and see what is it, what is the up, what is the upside here? What, what can I do to actually expand this? Where is this going? And they want to be able to ride that wave to recoup some of their investment. So that's something that a lot of people need to think about is you can't let your foot off the gas. Uh, oh, yeah. You got you to gotta, uh, keep on it and, and, and have a plan, like have a vision, like this is what I'm envisioning it. <clears throat> we have these products in the pipeline. We have um, th- this is where the market's going or these new opportunities are coming up. Not when you're, oh, man, I'm tired of this and uh, it, it, things don't look too good. I'm kind of scared about how AI or whatever is going to affect my business. Uh, and because they're going to be looking at those same things. Right. And I just, uh, wow, look, Cash, it must be late. I just noticed that you piped in. No, you haven't snuck back to Toronto, have you? Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. What's in up, India, it must be, what? It must be, what? About 10 o'clock at night over there. Is it about 10? Well, that's yeah. not too bad, look, Cash. So, uh, anyways, that's, you know, that's something that's, I think we've got to definitely take a look at, but that kind of runs into my next topic. So we're seeing this evolution and there's a lot of, yeah, chirping about it, but there's some really incredible stuff that's happening. And this is where you got to weed through the crap. And crap being the the very, very, very basics is going to help like do nothing for you, except, you know, I'm talking about AI and we talk about this a lot and there's a right way and there's the, there's the beta and then there's the VHS, right? Now both were pretty good. One had better marketing. Well, you may have to explain what those are to some of the audience, Norma. We're old guys. We know what that is. We went to a bar the other night. What is a beta and what is a VHS? We went to a bar the other night. It was all vinyl, right? So they were playing vinyl records but I, and I don't know the age range of anybody who's listening right now, but there were eight track tapes. Remember? Yep. Yep. And so, well, you know, <laughs> Kelsey, do you know what an eight track tape is? And it was, Oh no, I, you know, I've completely forgot 
that he wouldn't know what this was. And so, you know, that's that was uh, so funny looking at technology, how it's evolved. So we, we you know, we had the, the, the vinyl, then we had the cassette eight or eight track tape and all the advantages and all the rave. You said uh, about and, and the reason. Look, I'm not just going down a, another rabbit hole uh, for the sake of going down another rabbit hole for another rabbit hole. But this is about technology and by using it and being cutting edge. And sometimes you pay to be the first out in the marketplace. You told me uh, that you uh, were at um, you you went to uh, Texas, Texas A&M. Yeah, Texas A&M. And you needed a laser printer. You spent 4000 bucks on a laser printer. And I had to drive uh, 90 miles to buy it. Yeah. And But you know what? It was cutting-edge technology, and you were able to probably get your job done fairly quickly. Well, um, what was it? Uh, two pages a minute or something yeah, like that. A little dot matrix, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, going back and forth. Couldn't do really any kind of images or anything like that. It was the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah it cost me. This is like 1980. Seven eighty-eight, something like that. Yeah, it's four thousand bucks for a laser printer. I, yeah. I invested in a lot of technology. I was I've always been a geek when it's come to computing and stuff like that. But I remember like going upstairs and going, Connie, you 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 gotta come downstairs. She runs down, and this is about like I'm downloading an image on this mo. Like I think it was a, a twelve hundred uh, uh, baud modem or whatever it was. And you see this, like you say, and it's about an eighth of a picture that's actually downloading on my screen. And we're mm-hmm. sitting there looking, pixel by you pixel. believe this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now going over to AI, it's the same thing. But there's people that are talking about certain things that are so generic and, and so not on topic. And there's going to be a lot of that. Well, there's a lot. It's a gold rush right now. So there's, you know, there's all these different websites out there. Some of them that aggregate uh, tools, mm-hmm. some of the AI tools, you know, and there's one called there's an AI for that.com. I think it, it is. And you go there and I don't know that it's thousands of tools. And so everybody is coming out with some, some trying to jump on the bandwagon and, and, and make a quick buck. And a lot of that will get weeded out uh, and, and, and some of it will rise to the top. But uh, there's tons of opportunity. And just like you're saying, I, I, you're equating it to the eight track uh, to where we are now with digital music and you know th- tens of thousands of songs in your pocket versus uh, four or five on an eight track cas- uh, tape uh, cassette. Um, I remember you know even on the internet back in the late nine or maybe ninety six ninety seven, video became a thing on the internet where you could actually start to you couldn't stream really like you can now but you could play video. I remember we had a website and the videos were like postage stamp size like. Yes. Little, 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 and they would stutter a little bit, and and, but it was the coolest thing, and and so I got involved in that. Now look at where we are at with Netflix. You know, everything, everything's coming across what we're doing right now. It's live, and there's not a hiccup in it. Uh, it's just amazing where in just 20 years, that or it was actually less than that when YouTube came out, but in about a 10 year period, where it went from postage size choppy little videos to to streaming live, full screen. 8k hd uh it, it that's what's going to happen with ai so if you're not right now with ai there's a lot of buzz around it especially in our community people are using it to to analyze reviews and maybe write better titles and write their listings and and that's great help them with their ppc that that's all awesome 
But that's just the tip of the iceberg. And that's that's what a lot of people are pushing right now because that's what they know. They're in the Amazon space and that's what they think they can sell. But it goes way, way beyond that. Steve, our buddy Steve Simons is going to be speaking about it at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit a week after next where he's not talking about how to fix your listings or how to do that kind of stuff that with AI. He's like, this is fundamentally going to change the world. I'm going to show you how it's going to change your business to where you can either hire a lot less people uh, and fire a bunch of your staff or keep your current staff and 4X your business using AI. Uh, you know, to get the core stuff, uh, not just not just these uh, the the marketing you know frills that people have right now. And like he says, he he believes, and I I tend to believe this too, that AI is like the invention of fire. And some people say it's like the invention of the wheel. It's going to change society that much. And if you're not on the bandwagon right now, you're going to be left behind. You need to be playing. Just dabble. Um, just you don't need to be an expert or anything, but just dabble with uh, OpenAI and ChatGPT. Dabble with a couple of these tools, just so that you get the basics down and you're you're in the game. And there's so much you can do with it. I mean, we're you're you're talking about earlier audience building and, and stuff and launching products on Amazon. How people are trying to build real brands and not just throw something on Amazon. And that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm talking about this at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit too. I'm using newsletters. And people start newsletters. Kevin, nobody reads email anymore. Actually, that's actually not true. One of the top newsletters in the world that just sold for $27 million, the uh, average age of their readers is 29 years old. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not the old folks in, the, in retirement homes that are reading email. Email is still extremely effective. And if you do a newsletter right, and people think of newsletters typically as a promotional thing, I'll come buy this or we have this announcement or Here's who's on our podcast today, or you know, this is our new software features. You can't do that. Um, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. A newsletter, you got to provide value, and you can build communities with. It has a newsletter has to have a personality. It can't just be here's a bunch of facts or here's a bunch of sermon. There has to be a true personality in the writing style, and in what you're delivering, it needs to be about ninety percent value and maybe ten percent promotional. And if you do that, you can build massive audiences to help launch your products on Amazon to help build true brands and. Build a list. You don't need you know a hundred thousand or a million subscribers on this. You get a few thousand loyal people. Even you know up to two to five thousand loyal people, which is not that hard to do. That are and you're sending them out a newsletter once a week or two or three times a week or even daily if you're able to get to that point. That can make a with with forty to sixty percent open rates. That can make a huge difference in your business. And with a by combining what we do in the product space with AI to help automate a lot of this stuff where in the past you might've had to have a staff of uh, reporters and writers and people to do all the images and all this stuff. Now by, you can do this with probably one person uh, and, and create this, this true branding around what your product is and what your niche is. And you're not really talking about what you're, what you sell that much. I mean, if I'm in the dog, I mean, we're doing this in the dog space. So as you know, uh, we've talked about this before. Some of my products are in the dog space, the dog bowls and, uh, treats and that and that kind of thing. So, and then we're we're combining that with sustainability. So sustainability, you know, it's people that are into you know recycling plastics and and saving the world and that kind of stuff. So we're mixing those two together. So that niches it down. There's a lot of sustainability people. There's a lot of dog people. But when you find the two that overlap, that gets you a, a niche down. And then we're putting out a newsletter aimed at those people. And the newsletter is going to be stuff about you know featuring stuff about their dog and about the environment. And, and there's a there's a, a gaming section. There's a, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And we're doing stuff with AI is going to help us find a lot of the content 
it'll it'll write some of it in a certain personality, and then we have an editor that goes through and, and tweaks it. And so that takes a huge load off of it. We're doing stuff with imagery where if you upload a picture of your dog to us, we'll we're going to use you know, some of the, the AI tools like Midjourney and Dolly and stuff to actually create custom images of your dog where we can take your dog and put it in. If it's July 4th in the U.S., you know, when you get your newsletter that day, it's going to be your dog in some sort of July 4th uh, background, which you, and if you like that picture, you're like, that's cool. I love it. I want to save that. or I want to hit a button, a button. And you can print a, a print on demand T-shirt right there of that with your dog. If you like that picture, you can share it to social media, which gets more people into the newsletter. And then we'll occasionally come in and we'll, we'll do some testing with affiliate com- links to see what people are liking. We'll announce some of our products. We'll be build a true audience of raving fans. And not only can the newsletter self-sustain itself uh, through sponsorships and ad placements and affiliate commissions, it, it will build a huge engaged audience, way more than what Facebook or anything else could do. And you know, a lot of people think, think this is something new, um, uh, some new idea, but that's why I always, we're old guys. We are everything new. Everything old is new again. Yeah. And so a lot of the younger people, just like you're it's a great example of what you're talking about with, uh, with Kelsey about the eight track, you know, and seeing that it, it's the concept behind it. It's not the mechanism. It's not the mechanism of the eight track that could hold four or five songs. And now you have tens of thousands of songs on your phone in your pocket. It's, it's the concept of music on the go of being able to take music on the go and, what, what did that do to change society where you didn't have to sit in front of a record player plugged into the wall, you know, in your house. And that's what, that's what this newsletter stuff news email has been around for 30 years, more than 30 years. And there were newsletters. I, I was doing one in, in the late nineties, early two thousands uh, that had 250,000 people a, a day getting an email from us. And we were doing the same thing, but it was cumbersome because the technology wasn't there. And we had to have, I had, I had two full-time people just, basically what we would call scraping now, looking for stories and putting them into a database. Now an AI tool can do that in, in minutes. That was taking two guys all day long. So you combine all this technology together, you can do some amazing stuff that will help you in the product business, help you in your building audiences, help you when you exit. All this stuff comes together. And that's what you got to be thinking about. It's not just, not just how cool AI is, but how does it how can you truly uniquely use it beyond just you know what you hear out there with titles and product listings and stuff right now to actually grow your business? And a lot of that is in the prompting. I was just talking to someone at SellerCon yesterday who's doing a lot of uh, stuff with with images on 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 Midjourney. And he's like, you know, sometimes when you do, I don't know if anybody here has played with Midjourney, but when you do a, a Midjourney prompt, you type in, you know, uh, I want a scene of a, a horse running through a field and I want it to be kind of cloudy and a little bit of lightning in the background, and a couple of trees and whatever. And, but you can get more specific and say, I want it with a Nikon camera with this F stop with, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and that's all cool, but then it generates four images uh, the way it works on mid journey. It generates four different images and you, you can then click on one and say, I like this, expand on this or change it uh, or make it high resolution, whatever. But he's like, did you know there's a command that if you just put uh, dash repeat, and then a number uh, at the end of a prompt, and it's dash repeat 10, let's, for example, then go to bed, uh, wake up in the morning, and you have not to create the just four, because you know it takes a few minutes to do that. It created 10, 10 of these, so 10 times, so it created 40 different images for you while you were sleeping. Uh, you don't have to sit there and wait a, you know, a couple hours for it to finish it all, and then you, you can go through those and say, mix number three, combine this element number three with this element number seven, or uh, can do this and add this, and that little tip right there, 
I didn't know that that command existed, but that's prompt engineering. And so the better you can get at learning prompt engineering, that's where the some big money is going to be made. The people that really know how to talk to the AI and talk yeah. in its language and you can do magic stuff. And, and a lot of people are saying, oh, graphic artists and art, art, regular artists, photographers, graphic artists are screwed. You know, they're out of a job. Uh, this AI is going to take them over. I would disagree The the average the some photographers might be because they don't know the technical side, but I know several artists that are stoked about this because they're holy cow. I know this is going to make my life so much easier. I can, my imagination can run wild now. I know the technical side of it. You know, if you're a photographer like Mark or something, I know what a F F stops are. I know what all these different technical things are that you and I may not know as much about. And then now they can create what their mind's vision is instantly rather than having to, do it manually. It's it's a powerful thing, and they're super excited about it. So that's just a couple of little examples there of why you need to actually get on this bandwagon and don't get caught up in the hype. You know, a lot of the tools that come out that you see out there right now, they're not going to last. Uh, you know, there's something else will come along that's better, but you still need to be in the game. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're just past about bottom of the hour. Kels, do we have a giveaway? We don't have a giveaway today. Okay. Let's figure out what we can do. Kevin, what can we do or I do uh, to do a giveaway? I, we didn't even talk about it. Oh my gosh. So we've probably done the ter Tariff Terminator to death this week or last week. Uh, what is, oh, and by the way, do you still have tickets available for BDSS? Uh, yeah, for Puerto Rico? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's coming up pretty soon. It's, it's a, little pretty over soon. a week, little over a week away, but yeah, there are tickets uh, available if someone's last minute wants to come out to a billion dollar seller summit. Yeah, uh, tell you what, what, I, what I'll do, I'll throw in, you know, we are recording the billion dollar seller summit. So if you're yeah. not able to make it to Puerto Rico, um, there's there's recordings. I'll throw in a, you know, it's fifteen hundred dollars for a, a, the recordings if you want to get that. Uh, but uh, well, never mind. Uh, Facebook user says we already gave a lot. So uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I, what I'll do is I'll throw in a copy of, uh, of the recording. So we'll do oh. a, a, a spin, a Willa Kelsey for to get a, a $1,500 value. I mean, this you won't get this right away. You'll get this. It'll be end of June, early July before they're ready. Yeah. Uh, but you'll get a copy of the, the actual recordings of the uh, presentations from uh, BDSS Puerto Rico. Man, we should do this with Kevin all the time when he comes on. Just say, hey, we don't have a giveaway. We never talked about it. That's awesome. So... I don't, a lot of people, a lot of listeners have never gone to BDSS. A lot might be new, um, or you might be an advanced seller, uh, but just have never gone. Uh, at BDSS, uh, Kevin has this knack of just getting the speakers to do things that they never talk about. Uh, it might be some hacks. It might be everybody is trying to win a prize. And I'm sorry, guys, I can't talk very well today. But uh, anyways, Kevin gives away this crazy cash prize for the best presentation. So everybody brings their A game. And I can tell you from speaking all around the world or going on tons of podcasts that BDSS is, if not the best, one of the top two uh, events out there that uh, you can go to. And the speaker lineup that he has is fantastic. Uh, anyways, $1,500, uh, like that is, it's unbelievable. That'll make somebody's day. So thank you, sir, for no that. Problem. And, um, now Kels, uh, can we go to a sponsor? We'll come right back.
This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. I keep forgetting we've cut down the size of those. I thought, oh, we, we probably had another 15 seconds. I'm swigging back on my Coke. And uh, <laughs> anyways, we're back. Um, you were talking, while you were talking about the newsletter and talking about value added, I'm thinking along the same way uh, when you're and applying it to Amazon sellers. So not with a newsletter, but we always talk about this is that if you just drive people over, like if you put an insert or if you, uh, well, let's stick with the insert. You have a QR code, you drive people over to a landing page and you give them a research study or you give them something that's just convenient for you, but not convenient for the person to give up their email address. It's a lead, it's called a lead magnet. It's called a lead magnet. It's called a lead magnet. Or a tripwire. Right. Trip right. So if there's nothing there, and people, some people wonder, wow, you know, it didn't really work for me because you're, you know, the magnet didn't work. Um, and I'll give you a, an example. So we have a, a company that we work with and they sell knives. And the guy came up with a, a brilliant idea. First, he went and he gave his knives away to all these chefs around the world. They in turn, and culinary students. So they in turn gave him recipes and ongoing recipes and they tagged him on their um, on their Instagrams uh, or whatever accounts they were. And he used that for user-generated content. But with that, he was able to come up with two recipe books that he gives away, two cookbooks. And then he came up with a meal plan. So you buy a knife from him, you register, you get a warranty, extended life warranty, and a meal plan, 52-week meal plan, where he even tells you, like if you need a quarter onion, this is your shopping list for the week, and um, and very well done, aesthetically pleasing, and the, uh, the cookbooks. Now I don't know about you, but if I buy this knife, and I see that completely uh, TOS compliant, it's it's a deal. I'll give up my email address for that. Why? Because it's value added. If somebody's just going to give me a, a PDF file with some pretty pictures in it for my, it depends on what it is. But for the most part, I'm very selective with where I put out my uh, email. Yeah. It's got to be relative to what you're give, you're doing too. And like a lot of people think about a warranty card or sign up for my VIP list. That's not going to motivate a lot of people. So if I, I uh, but if you give something of value that's related to the field uh, that you're selling in the, the genre, like for example, on, on Amazon, you know, I have a newsletter. We're talking about newsletters. I have a newsletter coming out in July called Billion Dollar Sellers. Uh, it's at BillionDollarSellers.com. It's free, totally free for anybody in the Amazon space. You can sign up right now to get on the uh, the early bird list to, to be, in, be in the beta on it. But it's going to be tips and tricks and uh, strategies about selling on Amazon for beginners and experienced sellers. And it's going to be three times a week. But what I, what there's going to be an, a way in there to actually, if you want to get uh, – you know, like I'm known for like my ninja hacks. And so I have a PDF. It's called 99 Ninja. Uh, and I just recently updated it, 99 Ninja Hacks. And it's like short little tips of tricks and software tools and cool things that you can do that 
uh, you can probably find some gems in there that will help you uh, in your business. But to get that's that's something my audience wants. So that's something that they desire. And so they would be willing to give up their email address for that. It's not come sign up for Kevin's uh, uh, newsletter, you know, or, or whatever. But if they if they refer a few friends to the newsletter, they'll be able to get this nine nine hacks. You know, it's not live right now, but I'm just this is coming. Uh, and that'll motivate people. Yeah, I'll, I'll give up uh, my email address uh, or get on your list to, yeah. in exchange for that. It's true value. So whenever you're creating value, don't just do something that's easy. Think of something that, like you said, that your audience will desire. Uh, you know, it doesn't cost. I've, I've already got these hacks. I've been doing them. I do them on the Helium 10 Elite. So it doesn't take me a lot of time to prepare this. It doesn't really cost you know, an hour to like put a bunch of them together. But the value to the audience is immense. Because most people have never seen these or, or, or heard of them. And so that's what you have to think about when you're trying to build a list, whether it's through your product inserts, like you said, or, or on a Facebook ad or anywhere, is what is the true value? That, it needs to be instant gratification, not something you know, you got to wait yeah. two months to get or it's going to take a while or it takes a lot of effort on your ha- behalf to get. So that's, that's, that's what you got to think about uh, when, when you're trying to get people on, on these lists. So... And we were doing it for our dog training. Just to give you one a quick example out of this space, the, on the dog, dog newsletter, we have a lot of people want to know they just got a new puppy. Like seven seven cool tips to treat your new to teach your new puppy. And then we're having a, a we're going to try to get some celebrity dog trainers to come on and actually you know do do that. That's something a lot of people will want. Or maybe you're like I don't have a puppy. My dog is you know older. Here's seven new tricks you can teach an old dog. So there's like three different options there uh, that you can choose from. Uh, that will, depending on where you're at in the life cycle of your pet, it's applicable to you. And you're going to want to know what are these cool little, and, and it's, you got to take it further. It's seven tips you can treat your dog in, in five minutes or less per day or something like that. Then people are like, ah, oh, this is, this is something easy. This must be a cool little hack. I want it. Here's my email address or I'll refer to friends. That's what you got to be thinking of to how, actually grow your communities and get people to opt in. The most valuable thing for any business is their customer list. Mm-hmm. If you have, and that's the problem with selling on Amazon's in most cases, unless you're doing some FBM, you don't know, you don't have the, the true data of the customer. You don't know their address. You don't know their email. You don't know their phone number in most cases, unless you're doing FBM. And that's only good for 30 days. If you're doing FBM, you have to download that every 30 days. Otherwise, any of the software tools that have API access, access to Amazon will d- delete it because Amazon doesn't want it sitting out there. But the e- an email address and a phone number and a physical address are the three most valuable things in your business, because if if sh- if you know if you know what hits the fan, and Amazon shuts down your account and uh, something really bad happens, you're basically screwed. But if you have a list of ten thousand people who have bought your product, you can e- much more easily pivot and go launch a Shopify site or sell something different in that genre to them. Maybe you're selling automotive parts on Amazon. And your business got shut down for some violation or, or whatever uh, that you didn't realize was happening. And well, now you know these people like auto parts. You have a running start to either go on another platform like Walmart or to go on a Shopify or to start your own something around auto parts because you already have a, an audience of people who know you and you know they're interested in something. And that's the problem with Facebook groups. You know, a lot of people, the, the old way used to be build an audience on a Facebook group. And there's nothing wrong with having a community on a Facebook group, but you don't own squat of that. At any moment, Facebook could shut that down. And you've just spent 10 years of your life building an audience of tens of thousands of people maybe in your Facebook group, and it's gone over, literally overnight. And Look what happened with uh, Wolford and me. 
Yeah, it, it's it's literally three million, five million people. Yep, yeah, you had it. It's gone. All that money you spent, and it's totally gone. But if you have their email, or if you have their address or their phone number, then you that should be your number one goal post purchase of anybody buying your product on Amazon is how can I get this? How can I get this person on my list? And that doesn't mean you got to spam them. And some people are reluctant to give things up. You know, the party we just we just threw, uh, you know, I've, uh, that the Carnival of Dreams we talked about at the beginning. There was a free party. I got sponsors to pay. It was an expensive party. Uh, it cost tens of thousands of dollars to throw this three-hour party. And I got sponsors to help pay for it. And then we said it's free for the uh, people, attendees to come. But one of our goals is that of that uh, was to build a list. There's a thousand people at this seller con event conference right now. And, you know, we're in the marketing business of some of the sponsors are PPC. One of them is PPC, uh, PP, uh, post-purchase pro is a sponsor of the show here. Um, they're in the, uh, the business of like helping other Amazon sellers and they want to reach new people and be able to get their message out. So they, one of the deals is of them sponsoring is they get a list of the people who register. Uh, you know, so the, the people who are registering are giving up their email address in exchange for a free ticket to a badass party to come and drink for free and have a, have a great time for several hours. That's the exchange, and they're willing to do that. But when some people went to the Eventbrite page and they entered their email address, some of them gave a, a, a bogus email address. They're like, ah, screw it. You know, I know Eventbrite will show me the barcode and I'll be good. Uh, if they did that, we actually deleted them from the list. Uh, so their ticket was invalidated because they're not giving the value back to us. And they could always unsubscribe if they get something, but they get, you got to give that value. It's, and that's because and I told a couple of sponsors I'm doing that. And they're like, man, we love you. That, that's, that's awesome that you're enforcing that because that's, they know that that's true, true value. Uh, and that's, that's what everybody here needs to be focused on is, is what can I do to give something in exchange to get my buyers onto my list so i know their address and their phone number and and hopefully their and their email and there's there's software tools that will do that out there maybe you don't have their address i mean or their email or you don't have their phone number there's tools that like melissa data and there's tons of them mm-hmm. so you can give a list of addresses and they will match it to public databases and, and append the phone number or the email address to it that's publicly available but there's also Tools, well, well, you're like, well, if I get their address, what if they move? You know, it's, it's worthless to me. Uh, no, it's not. There's services like Melissa Data, again, that will go back 48 in the United States and Canada, too, um, will go back 48 uh, months. So if I move and I fill out one of those forms with the post office that says, uh, here's my new address, please forward all my mail, they get that data. And so I, like every year before I send out my calendar brochure, I clean my list. I send them, you know, 16, 17,000. Uh, customer names that buy these from me and say, run this through, it's called NCOA, National Change of Address, run this through this database, and they will match, and usually about 5 to 10% of them, they've moved, they moved to another apartment across town, they've moved to another city, it, or it, even some of them have died. Uh, you know, it comes back and say deceased, and I get a, a, a list back, and it has another field added, address updated with their new address, or, you know, say deceased, or it'll say apartment uh, apartment empty, so I clean the list and keep it current, and I can follow them pretty much wherever they go. That's a valuable valuable asset, and most people under underestimate uh, the value of that. And owning that's crucial versus Facebook or having a following on TikTok. It's great to have followers. Don't get me wrong, but do whatever you can to get them inside your database on your computer, not on someone else's computer, not stored in the cloud, but on your local computer. Yeah, most of the time it's just vanity. 
you know, get put them to put them to work. So, uh, anyways, while you were talking, I was thinking uh, about that added value. What can you do with added value? How do you find that added value? What can you possibly give away? Well, we had the fifty-two week meal plan, the recipe book. If you go and you find your audience or add your audience into ChatGPT, and you define your product and you define your uh, define your business, ask ask it to uh, ask it to work as a marketing uh, or a brand manager and see what it spits out. Um, I, I haven't done it. I'm just listening to what you're saying, Kevin, and saying, all right, so I've got that dog bowl. What can I give away? What added value can I do with a, a lead magnet? See what, actually, I'm going to do that. And maybe the next podcast, I'll come back and say, oh, here's some ideas that I got uh, from ChatGPT. But like anything, you have to know your audience. You have to know your product. You have to know your brand voice or your tone. And uh, we'll see what comes back. Yeah, ChatGPT is a great brainstorming tool right now. Yeah. ChatGPT hallucinates. So you have to be careful. There's a lot of misinformation. I remember I was at an AI conference uh, in early April, and uh, they gave an example up on the on the stage that there had just been a, a, a tragic shooting at a, a school in Nashville. And, you know, ChatGPT is was there was at that time there wasn't a way to actually get the current data it was only going through september 20 uh 2021 so they asked it uh you know what happened at the shooting and i think they actually gave it a link they said here's a link of a recent story what you could do and uh please anal- uh, summarize this story so they gave it the link to the news story on the news site and then chat gpt summarized the story but it made up about half of the story it actually used information from columbine shooting which was 20 years earlier and someone in the audience, and the, the guy who, the guy who, you know, up on stage that was showing it, he didn't know. He was not from Nashville. He, he just assumed it was correct. Uh, he said, look, here's, here's what it can do. It's pretty cool, right? And some guy in the audience raised his hand. It's like, hey, I'm from Nashville. That's not what happened. It's saying this school, that's not the school. That's not the, what happened. It was not a whatever it was. 17, it wasn't a 17-year-old that did it. It was a 13-year-old or whatever the facts were. It was it hallucinating. That's the problem right now with so many people relying on chat GPT, even to write your listings. Uh, you've got to, it's great for brainstorming, great to get you going, but you cannot a hundred percent rely on it. You've got to babysit it right now. And it's, it's not at the point where it's a hundred percent reliable. So just want to make that point out there. It's, it's not a cure all, but your brainstorming idea around the, is an excellent example uh, of how you could use it to get, get some ideas and then, uh, you know, trust, but verify. That's what, Ronald Reagan, the ex-U.S. president, uh, years ago used to say, "Trust but verify." Right, uh, and that, that's what you got to do with uh, with AI right now too. Okay, let's uh, let me see. We got a couple minutes before the top of the hour. Just want to talk about one quick thing, and then we'll get into some questions. And that's FedNow. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Yeah, uh, I guess probably some of the audience here doesn't know what even FedNow is, but it's it's a new system coming in July uh, in the U.S. that uh, the Federal Reserve of the U.S. is encouraging most banks to participate in. It's optional. They don't have to, but they're basically going to have to. You know, it's like, oh, it's totally optional, but we'll twist your arm a little bit to make sure that you you, uh, you get into it. But, you know, now if you do it, as all of us know, you might send an ACH to your supplier, send a payment to your employees or something, and 
it you know it takes a takes a while i remember the old days of writing checks people still write some checks from time to time and but i remember you know 20 years ago i cash flowed my business off of the float on checks so i was able to actually i knew that if i wrote a nine thousand dollar check for some inventory on a wednesday it wouldn't clear my bank until monday because it had to you know the physical check had to be sent to a to the bank go to a processing center in some central location then get sent you know by mail or by truck or armored truck or however they did it to the other bank and it take three days so in those three days i was like i don't have the money but it's called the float so i would yeah. or kiting or kiting a check and i was able to do that because i knew that somebody else was going to pay me on friday and so i actually cash flowed my business by doing that for a while i even had a uh, a check cashing place uh that uh, a buddy of mine owned a, one of these you know where a lot of the uh, immigrant workers and stuff go to cash their checks because they're unbanked they don't have a bank and they charge them like a one percent fee he would if I needed cash to pay something COD, this is 20 years ago, uh, and I didn't have the money, I could go write him a check, and he would hold it an extra day and then deposit. So I would get like four days of float to actually cover my ass. And it's how I grew my business. When I, um, Those days are pretty much over now. Now most checks clear within a day or two. Uh, but when you send an ACH, it's not instant. Uh, you know, it takes a day or a wire. They sometimes tell you, please allow 10 days. I mean, it usually gets there much quicker, but... Um, with the new Fed now, it's everything is going to be instant, so including weekends. So it's basically like Venmo or something, uh, but at massive scale, and it's everything is instant. So if it's a Saturday at, at 10 p.m. at night, and I need to send Norm uh, some money for the product I'm buying from him, I can go on to the banking, hit use the FedNow system or however they're going to integrate it. Say so send send Norm nine thousand dollars. He has it in his bank account a minute later. Uh, without me having to go to Venmo or PayPal or any of the other Zelly or any of the other services that are out there, and that it's going to be, it's going to create a, a massive change in the way people do things. And plus, it also one of the main underlying reasons of is the U.S. government wants to know where you're sending your money, and so they're one to encourage all the banks to do it because they have access to this system, and they can see exactly where you're sending money to who, when. And they can track things better and, you know, come after it's, it's going to make it harder for people to to beat the system like I did with floating a check, for example, or hiding some money because uh, uh, everything's going to be on this system. And so it's going to be it, it's it's kind of an advanced version of that. Now, some of you might know it with Amazon where you can you know hit the button to get your money quicker. That's kind of a, a, a scaled back version of it. Um or if you go into, you know, if you have a Chase bank account right now, you can wire, you can, if you go in to do an ACH, there's two options. One of them says a uh, standard ACH, and which means it's going to go overnight to the next business day and the money will go. Or you can pay a fee of like 1% uh, or something like that, and it will be instant, instant transfer. That's basically Fed now, uh, but without the 1%. So it's going to be uh, game changing. It, it will be. Did I ever tell you that I had a business? that did exactly what you said. No, you haven't. I, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, it was uh, another division of the company, but I ended up uh, talking to a fortune 500 company and anyways, they were having real problems with their non-contracted suppliers and they were paying their contracted suppliers 240 days. And I said, well, let me, this is over a lunch. I said, let me be your purchasing department for non-contracted suppliers globally. And they, in two weeks, they said, yes, I'll do it. And all it was, the whole business model was them paying me. I'm allowed to hold on to the check um, for 90 days. 
before I paid the supplier. And it was crazy. Uh, you know, what, what was being like the cash that was going back and forth at that time. But uh, anyways, that was the whole business model was just playing and having the funds in the bank uh, for those 90 days and making interest on it. Yeah, this, I see the, uh, someone, a Facebook user just said uh, PayPal's had instant transfer for years. Yeah, within the same system, like PayPal or within the same bank, instant transfer has been around for a while. So like if, if I have a Chase account and Norm has a Chase account, I can transfer the money if I want to pretty much instantly. PayPal has that and some others. But now it's going to be between anybody, anybody yeah. connected to the systems, regardless of the bank or processing uh, thing. And uh, so that's one of the biggest, that's the big change. Yeah, compliance and monitoring. Yep. Kind of scary. All right. All right. So let's see. Why don't we get into some of these questions? Kelsey? Okay. Uh, You want to pull up the question and I'll talk. Okay. So it says, let me see. I'll make it really big because I'm an old guy. Okay. So the cue is, okay, the question is, I'm coming to BDSS from London. Uh, do you want anything? Something uh, British, definitely not cigars, but tea. Oh, there we go. Uh, tea's always good. Anything. Sure. I mean, yeah, I was just in London a few weeks ago, but uh, yeah, anything you wanted to bring, I'm sure there's be some people that uh, would, would uh, enjoy that. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you're going to be joining us in uh, Puerto Rico. It's going to be an awesome time. Not only just a next level learning, but uh, some great networking and uh, a lot of fun too. We make these events uh, not your normal boring conference event. I mean, as Norm knows, he's been to a few. We we do some really cool fun things. Okay, then next one, Kevin. Any updates on Product Savant? Yes, Product Savant is a company that Steve Simonson and I do together. Um, we we take a couple of the pain points out of finding new products, so we find new product opportunities, we source it. And then we basically turn it over to you. It's not a done-for-you service. It's not a, we don't get involved in the marketing or the branding or any of that. It's just we take a couple of the pain points out. We are focused right now on bigger sellers, on mostly on the aggregators on that, uh, not on uh, the, the smaller sellers. Uh, and a lot of the aggregators right now, as we talked about earlier, have put a pause on a lot of things. So um, product savants is we're still doing it, uh, but there's a, there's a slowdown that. We're not doing individual people anymore. Uh, it just became too much of a – it wasn't profitable for us. Uh, so we're doing more of what's called brand genesis, which is a brand in a box. So we, we come up with five products around an avatar, uh, and it could be to extend the product line that you have with new products, or it could be a brand new new thing, but that that's 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 where it's at right now. All right. Next. Uh, have you had any issues re-verifying your Amazon accounts? I've done it twice, and the third is coming up. I have not. I mean, I, it's popped up. It hasn't popped up on all my accounts. It's popped up on two of them, but it was pretty painless in just a few minutes to update a phone number or to update something. Um, and one of my older accounts, I'm pretty sure they don't even have my driver's license uh, photo or whatever utility bill or whatever they want on it, but they haven't asked me for anything on that. Uh, but a couple of the other newer accounts, they, there's a few fields that were missing. I just had to update them, and... Uh, good to go. Um, I haven't had any issues. Have you, Norm? I haven't had any. No, that's been fine. Okay, another one. Question for Kevin. 
will there be any ad space available in the billion dollar seller newsletter yes there will be there's sponsorship there is ads there is a sponsorship option on there where um there'll be a media kit that'll be available i'm not putting ads in the, in the initial ones during the beta run but uh, once it goes live there will be i'm expecting um uh, there's well into the thousands of people that have already, I haven't even advertised this much at all right now. And there's already over a thousand people signed up on it. Um, I, I think the numbers within a few months, will get to about 15 to 20,000 people um, a day uh, receiving this. And that's one of the points I want to make is I could have 15 to 20,000 people in a Facebook group and I could post in there, but it doesn't reach anybody. <laughs> I mean, fa- Facebook, some of you may see me posting all the time for like billion dollar seller summit or something. If you follow me, like, why is Kevin like, Jesus Christ, man, it's like a post every other day. It's because most people don't see most of it. And I have the billion dollar sellers group, uh, summit group. So you have to have a bit, come to either an in-person event or done the virtual event to get in the group. So there's about 500 or so people in that group. I, that's my group. That's not some public group. That's my group. These are people who said, hey, Kevin, I want to know. I want to be part of this group. I want to know what's going on. I can post something in there. And you know what it tells me since I'm the group owner, how many people have have viewed it and it'll say you know a lot of times 56 people 56 out of 500 it's like 10 percent. i mean on a best case scenario like a post that just gets a lot of comments and and a lot of engagement i might have 186 people that doesn't mean that they saw it it just said it's just views that means it's, it went through their scroll and they might not have even stopped on it. it just means it was displayed to them in their feed um at some point that that's pathetic that's absolutely pathetic and you can't count on that it's it's I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a waste of time. It's still 50 or 180 people saw it. But if I have 500 people on an email list and I'm sending them out a newsletter with value, I should be getting between a 40 and 60% open rate on that. So that right off the gate, is, um, my baseline minimum is 200 people are at least going to scan it, open it and scan it. They might not read everything, but they're going to scan the headlines. If you do the newsletter right, they will read some stuff. That's where most people in the space don't do it right. Um, that's way more engagement than anything else out there, period, right now. Uh, and that's, that's the power of it. So there will be ad space um, in it. Um, that's part of, uh, part of it. Uh, but uh, look for a media kit on that uh, in July. You'll be at BillionDollarSellers.com. Okay. Next, gals. Okay. Hey, Kev, can you give an additional solid tip for a new Amazon product launch? For sellers on all levels. For sellers on all levels? Uh, on I think he just means one solid tip. Um, yeah, on, on a solid tip on a product launch. Um, the, the What would be a good tip that I haven't said before on a, on a product, on a, launching a brand new product? I mean, th- there's a lot around that. So um, it depends on what you're what you're trying to launch or what, if you have a list or if you don't have a list um, or where you're at. So can you be more specific on, on that? Like if you, do you have a, are you, is your first, is it a first product? Do you already have existing product? Do you um, have a list of outside people? Do you have, uh, yeah, I need more information to actually give you a solid tip. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's one that I'm doing now and it, it's not, a, it's not for, it's not for sales velocity, but it's for people to you know, take a look at the Q&As. And that's simply just answering with a video. A lot of people aren't doing that. 
Oh yeah, that that's a good point. That's a good tip. I mean, I I just uh, helped I just helped my trainer actually. He he has a journal, and he it's a it's a you know it's like a journal that you write in. It's like a ninety day journal to help you you know get motivation and to log what you're doing and stuff. And it's a really good little journal he put together. He's super proud of it, and he made like twenty five hundred copies, and he he wants to get it up on Amazon. He didn't know anything about Amazon, so I've been uh, I've been helping him a little bit with that. And I told him the first thing we need to do is we need to do pick food testing. So we did some pick food testing where he he had his designer. They got off a of fiber, I think. I actually designed like four or five different main images, and we tested those against each other head to head. So image A against image B, image C against image D. So let's say D1 and B1. Then we did B against D, and we just kind of like had a little playoff to narrow it down, came up with the best image. He's like, that's awesome. And you get all the feedback that you can read and everything in there. And then I was like, it's like, let's run with that. I said, no, no, we're not done yet. Now we need to go find your top four or five competitors, and let's, let's download their, their image, their main image, and let's upload it into a new poll. You know, this, this all costs like 500 bucks to do all, this, all these polls. It wasn't cheap. But let's put their four images, and uh, it was actually we took the top three competitors. No, it's four. Uh, the top four competitors, their main image, and his image. We just randomized it. And they said, then we did another poll that we asked people, which one of these would you buy? Uh, you know, if, if you saw this, there's no other information, no pricing, no nothing. Like, which one would you buy? He finished dead last with like 5% or 6% of the, of the voting. And it was a gut check to him. He was so proud of this thing and like so fired up. And he's like, holy cow, man. It was like you could see the sails come out of his, uh, out, the wind come off his sails yeah. when, when he had that. said, well, let's, let's, let's look at what they said. And, you know, they all write little comments there. I think we did 50 people. And we took those comments and he went back and had the designer make a, incorporate those comments. And we ran this test again to different people, but the same three images and his new image. And it went up to 21%. Still wasn't the winner, but it went up to 21%. So that refining process is crucial. And it costs like 500 bucks between all the tests that we did. So that's a lot of money for some people, but that's a lot better than putting it up on Amazon and having no sales. Second, at least guessing. Yeah. second guessing. And this is not your friends or family or people that are close to you because all of his buddies were telling him, this is a freaking awesome journal. This looks great. He sent the pictures to his wife, to his mom. Oh, it looks awesome. But when you get it out to the anonymous people who don't know you from Adam, uh, they're like, they will be uh, much more critical. So that's one thing. Then we went through that process. Then he uploaded the video, uh, up, uploaded his, his listing. And then what I had him do immediately is I said, go fill up all those video spots at the bottom. Go out to all your, your clients and have them that you've given, that bought a book or you've given them one of these books to, and have them create a video and go to this button, you know, where it says upload your own video or whatever. You don't have to be an influencer, but upload as a customer, upload videos. So all those little video spots at the bottom are are full of people with his product. Because if you don't do that, when you launch, you're going to have all these other products that are related to you. So Amazon's going to fill those spots with your competitors. And so he's, he's doing that now. So that's another important uh, thing. Plus, you can also, uh, your video then might show up on your competitors. So the reverse of that's true, too, where you can get that benefit. So those are would be two, uh, I guess, uh, tips there that you, you triggered my mind on what to talk about. I, I'd add something slightly uh, to the uh, videos, and that's to create custom thumbnails so it looks like it's a series. And that way when people come down and they take a look at it, they can see out of these you know, 10 or 15 videos or whatever you're doing, 
Each one is customized and it looks like it's a series of videos that you've produced and it, it just looks that much better. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyways, that's that. Let's have one last question and then we're going to uh, head over to the wheel. By the way, what did I do here? I did something, uh, something about my settings. Did I mess this up? Nope. Okay. So uh, hashtag wheel of Kelsey, tag two people. You'll get a second entry. We have, and by the way, if this is the first time you're watching the podcast, we do this every podcast. It's called the, ha the uh, wheel of Kelsey. And we're giving away a great product today. Kel uh, Kelsey, Kevin, tell us what the uh, giveaway is today. Yeah, so the giveaway today to one lucky winner is going to be worth $1,497. And that's not some imaginary number. You can go to BillionDollarSellerSummit.com uh, forward slash replay eight, and you'll see that's what the price people are paying. It's uh, $1,497 for the replay of the upcoming Billion Dollar Seller Summit in Puerto Rico. So it's a live event, but we do videotape uh, the presentation. So it's uh, about 16 or so presentations, uh, actually 25 with uh, some of the other stuff. So after the event, we edit that down and uh, uh, we, we send that out. So it takes a couple weeks. So in the June, first part of July, whoever the winner is, you will get a copy of that. So instead of paying 1500 bucks, you'll get a copy of some of the latest, coolest, and greatest strategies out there in the space, cutting-edge stuff, not, not the same stuff you see on podcasts or, you know, there's, there's seems exactly. like there's a free, free, free summit every day on Zoom somewhere. Someone's doing something. Not that same stuff. This is like cutting-edge from some of the smartest people in the business. Uh, so that's going to be yours to, uh, to use and hopefully learn from. And let's clarify, not this podcast. This is always cutting edge. Uh, well, you, no, it goes. Come <laughs> that's, on. that's true. That's true. Except for lunch with Norm. If All you right, lunch with Norm, um, maybe you don't need the replays because you already know everything. Uh, well, no, I don't know about that. But anyways, it's an awesome prize. Hashtag Willa Kelsey. Tag two people. You'll get a second entry. I know there's a ton of people who already entered. Um, all right. So let's have one last question today, Kelsey. And then we'll go. Uh, we'll go to a sponsor, then over to the wheel. How to be successful in private label on Amazon with a low budget? For example, less than a thousand dollars. Extremely, extremely, extremely difficult today. Um, that could have been done in the past. Uh, it depends on what your definition of success is. So, if I, if for me to start with a thousand dollars, could I make a business out of that? Yes, I have a lot of experience, but it's not going to be. Most likely, it's not going to be a big business. If you're in the West, in Europe or the U.S. or in the Western society, starting with a thousand to try to grow that into something that you can quit your job on or live on, your chances are, are very slim. I'm not going to say it can't happen, but they're probably about two percent uh, that it can, that it can happen. Uh, that that you can make enough money where you could quit your job after a year or or two. If you're living in Pakistan uh, and you know where three or four hundred dollars a month is the average wage, or some countries in Latin America. Uh, and if you can make an extra couple hundred dollars a month, it could be, you know, it could really help your family. And then, then yes, you can do that. You, but to do that, you're going to have to niche way down. You're not going to spend any money on advertising. You're going to have to find some sort of product that you can get into for 50 cents or a dollar at your cost landed and be able to sell that for five to $15. Uh, I, ideally closer to 15, excuse me. <coughs> and, and grow it small and find a niche where there's two or three sales a day that you can grab without having to do any launches or advertising. Uh, and there's just a demand. There's some sort of like hidden demand that everybody else is ignoring because like me, it's not worth my time. I'm not going to do something that can make one or two sales a day or 
even you know four sales a month a week or something but if you have the right product that you know, let's, let's say you can sell one sell a day and niche, it's niched down so far and you really refine the keywords you have to go out to really long tail keywords that don't have a lot of search and you can grab a few sales there and, and kind of start a little momentum you might be able to grow that where you can in six months to a year you, you might be able to take a you know, an extra three or $400 a month profit or something out of it. And so if that's, that's would that, if that's what would be good for you, then yeah, you could do it for less than that, but it's going to be hard. All right. Okay. So let's go over to a sponsor and we'll come right back. This episode of lunch with Norm is sponsored by Jeff Schick legal. Amazon suspensions are very real, but how do sellers like us protect ourselves against these costly suspensions without spending thousands of dollars. For a very low monthly retainer of just $89, get full access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. Mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, Kev, where can people sign up for that newsletter? It should be. Is on my screen there? Does it have my the, the web address right there in the, in the orange? BillionDollarSellers.com. Okay. All right. Very good. BillionDollarSellers with an S dot com. All right. Okay, Kels, let's go over to the wheel. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right, let's see. Okay, we'll just do a spin. And if you're the winner, uh, contact Kelsey at k at lunchwithnorm.com. And anytime, there we go. It's spinning. Gabriel. All right. Congrats, Gabriel. You got a great prize today. What's that? I just said that. Yeah. So Kelsey's bugging me in the background. All right. Email Kelsey at k at lunchwithnorm.com. Congratulations, Gabriel. There we go. All right. So, Kevin, I guess you'll be heading over to the hotel. Yep, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to head over to the, uh, the the event for the afternoon, so I, I guess I'll see you over there here shortly. Maybe I'll I, maybe I have, have to do another lunch with Norm. There we go. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev. Well, thanks for coming on uh, today. And uh, I'm not sure. Uh, is there anything that, that or contact information you want to provide or anything else? Uh, what, what's, what's your uh, personal phone number? Oh, it's uh what is that Austin phone number? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that's got um you, you especially like the late night calls, right? I love the late night calls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, uh I just go to billiondollarsellers.com if you want to sign up for the the newsletter. It's, it's coming out in July, but you can get on the early bird list to make sure you get in the beta in the first round cuz I won't really start pushing it really hard until July, so you can Get in and help me uh, refine it, see what you like and don't like. Um, but it's totally free. Uh, BillionDollarSellers.com. You know what? We should we we got something that's happening that really nobody knows about. And we and it's not a hundred percent solid right now. But you 
anybody who's here right now probably heard about, like if you've been listening for a while, our Collective Mind Society. And we're planning number two right now. And you want to just talk a little bit about that before we, we take off? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, Collective Mind Society is a little, it's not, it's kind of a, it's a group of entrepreneurs that, that Norm and I have put together. It's 12 to 20 people that get together to do something fun. And so it's not about listening to a bunch of present PowerPoint presentations or that kind of thing. It's more of the idea came from sitting around a campfire and, and at an event in Paris where Norm and I and a, a group of a small group of other people, maybe eight or 10 other people were sat around this campfire at, at this castle. Literally, uh, it's like a Airbnb castle that had a, a fire pit outside. And we sat there one night to, from like, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock at night to like four in the morning, uh, just throwing logs on this fire, drinking a little bit of wine, smoking cigars and and just talking. And it is everything from life to business. And I just re- we just Norman, I just remember that so many people had their phone outs taking notes. Someone would say something about launching a product or this cool tool or this cool podcast you got to listen to or whatever, or this book you should, everybody should read. And people are like taking notes and it's, you're taking more notes than you would in a presentation. We're like, we need to do this or just things just free flow. Uh, other people and get people from different walks of life together where things just free flow and let's have a good time while we're doing it. So we call it an experiential mastermind. And so we did one last year in October around the F1 race in Austin and it was expensive to come. So, you know, it's not for everybody, but we did it first class. So we want, it's not just show up at the race with our lawn chairs and let's watch the race. We got a, a, a expensive, you know, $70,000 cabana on the side of the track that has food and has everything has, uh, you know, a little covered area. We did uh, events where we went to like a marshmallow concert that was here during the time we went to a really nice dinner uh, and all this cool stuff around the event. And you're just hanging out. And, but that's when the cool stuff comes out. That's when a lot of the best nuggets and the best information and relationships are formed. You know, one of the guys at, at that event is now a sponsor of the Billion Dollar Seller Summit. I probably he probably wouldn't have been uh, if he hadn't come to that event. And we hadn't, wouldn't have made a relation the relationship. So we're doing it again this year. We we're, we're, don't have the exact dates, but we're looking at a couple different options. Um, one is a, a train ride through the Rocky Mountains of Western Canada. So starting probably in Vancouver and going to Calgary, and st- uh, it's a four or five day trip where we'll. Stop along the way at some cool hotels like Lake Louise. If you've never been there, it's a, one of the most beautiful lakes in the world. It's up in Canada. This train goes to the Rocky Mountains of Western Canada, and it's got a, like a clear top. The roof is like glass. And so you just it's just stunning views of all these snow-peaked uh, mountains and uh, those cool scenery. And then at night, you know, we'd be sitting around the campfire kind of stuff and hanging out. So that's one we're looking at. We're looking at do- doing another one in Scotland where it will be castles, cigars, maybe some golf and, uh, and whiskey type of thing. And then next year, uh, we're hoping to uh, get enough people together to do an African safari where we'll go into Tanzania and do an African safari. So um, that's something, look for information on that coming soon. We don't have the specifics yet, but if that's something that's up your, you know, uh, in your wheelhouse or something you might be interested in doing, hanging out with me and Norm and a bunch of other really smart uh, entrepreneurs, uh, that, that may be something that you might be interested in. So look for some more details coming on that soon right oh yeah Lakesh has, uh and the palace of wheels that is actually on the list that's on the list Lakesh. actually the the palace of wheels yeah. um is, is on our list we have a we brainstormed a list of things that we can do and that's that's one of them that's on there got that from chat gpt by the way no <laughs> <laughs> all right so kevin we'll see you shortly but right. thanks again for coming on today it was awesome 
Yeah, no problem. Always my pleasure uh, to be on with you and Kelsey. You're some of the best guys in the business. All right. Thank you, sir. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur.